السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ
So why are we spending yet another day not studying Surah Al-Baqarah? Why study Surah Al-Fatiha first? Inshallah, I'll get to that. I'll tell you why we are studying Surah Al-Fatiha. I'll tell you about the importance of Surah Al-Fatiha. The role of Surah Al-Fatiha in the Qur'an. But before that, just to get you a little comfortable, because some of you may be wondering, while well, Sister Thamia talks so much, what am I supposed to write? Somebody said to me this morning that you speak too fast, so I'm not able to write everything. Well, the thing is, you're not supposed to write everything. Okay? What are you supposed to write? Well, if you look at page number one. Page number one. You see it says, lesson number one, Surah Al-Fatiha, verses one to seven. And there's a lot of blank space around it, and there's also a blank page next to it. So, anything that I tell you about Surah Al-Fatiha before we actually start studying Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alright? Anything interesting you want to take note of? Or any important points that I mention? So for example, I say Surah Al-Fatiha has four names. You're going to write those down, alright? And you're going to make use of this blank space. Then when we actually begin the study of Surah Al-Fatiha, I will tell you something which is called root letters. What are root letters? I'll get to that. Okay? But you see on page number two, you have words in a box. Do you see them? Yeah? And right next to that, you have another box, another column, which has root on top. So the root letters you're going to write in these boxes. Then next to the column of root letters, you have the column of word analysis. So for example, I will tell you, oh, this word, it means such and such. So where are you going to write that meaning? In the word analysis box. Now, when I'm telling you about a particular verse, right? I might ask you a question and I'll give you an answer. And if it seems important to you, use your judgment. Write that down on the blank page that's next to the Arabic page. Alright? And inshallah, in your group study, your group in charges will help you learn over time as to what you should be really writing and how you should be taking your notes. But for now, make sure you fill this box. Can you do that? Give me a thumbs up if you can do that. Excellent. Inshallah. Alright. Now I told you about root letters. You'll be writing root letters when you're taking your notes. Can you give me a word of the English language? Any word? Cat. Alright. Can you give me a verb? Verb. Yes? Run. Okay. Very good. To run. How do you spell run? Are you in? Very good. Okay. If I want to change this into past tense, what can I say? Ran. Will the spellings change? Yes. How? R-A-N. If I want to say, she is doing the action of running, did the spelling change? Yes. All right. Runner is a person who is? Who runs? Runs. So you see the word is R-U-N. But can we change it around to fit it in different sentences and to give it different meaning? Can we do that? Yeah? We can change the spellings a little bit, add some letters at the end to modify the meaning. But the main word is 
R-U-N. Right? Now, Arabic is also similar, but richer. In Arabic language, you don't have just main words like run. Alright? You actually have letters. Alright? You have what? Letters. So for example, Ain Lam Meem. Ain Lam Meem. Can you think of a word? Ilm. What does ilm mean? Knowledge. Alright? Who's a knowledgeable person? Alim. Very good. Same letters, right? Ain Lam Meem. Okay. Can you think of a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the same root letters? Al-Alim. Al-Alim. Very good. Any other? Allamul Ghuyub. We say about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He is Allam, the most knowing. And then when you ask your mom something and she doesn't give you a right answer, what does she say? Allahu A'lam. Right? Allahu A'lam. What does that mean? He knows best. He knows most. So what are the main letters over here? Ain, Lam, Meem. So you see any Arabic word with these three letters somewhere, you know that the word has to do with what? Knowledge, knowing. Alright? So this is the reason why we have to know root letters of the words. Okay? So inshallah, when we will study the words of the Qur'an, I will give you the root letters of not all the words, but some of the words. Why? So that you can know over time that okay, these five words that I've read on the same page, all are from the same family. They're all related to each other. They all share a common meaning. So this is the reason why we will be writing root letters. One more thing that I might give you sometimes is singulars, the singular forms. Okay? Singulars and plurals, I'll give you that as well. And inshallah, you can take note of that. Alright. So let's begin our lesson. We will start from, so open up page number one in your books. So lesson number one, Surah Al-Fatiha, verses one to seven. Before we study a surah, we want to know what the surah is about. We want to know what is the importance of that surah? Now, Surah Al-Fatiha is one of the most unique surahs of the Qur'an. In fact, it is one of the most important surahs of the Qur'an. Can you think of a reason how this surah is important? I mean, not just important, but very, very important. We recite it in salah. Now, if you prayed your sunnah of fajr, and if you prayed two rakar when you came into the masjid this morning, then from this morning until now, you have recited Surah Al-Fatiha at least how many times? Two, two, and two. Six times at least. Isn't that amazing? Our salah, our prayer is incomplete unless and until we recite Surah Al-Fatiha. This is how important the surah is. Now, Surah Al-Fatiha has four names. Alright? Now take note of that. Surah Al-Fatiha has four names. Firstly, Surah Al-Fatiha is called Al-Fatiha. 
What does Fatiha mean? Does anybody know? The opening. Can you think of the main three letters in the word Al-Fatiha? Excellent. MashaAllah. Fatiha. Fatiha. What are the three main sounds that you can hear? Fatiha. Fatiha. Everybody say it. Excellent. Now, Fatih. What does it mean? Fatih is basically to remove an obstruction from something. When you remove an obstruction, what happens? The thing opens up. So this is why the word Fatih is also used for victory. Because when people conquer a land, then that land is open to them. Alright? Now, Fatiha, opening, why is it the opening? Because it is the opening of the Qur'an. It is the opening of the Qur'an. It gives you an idea of what you will learn in the Qur'an. You know, for example, if you get a book, before the actual chapters, what do you have at the beginning? Hmm? A foreword or something? An introduction by the author? Why is that introduction there? To give you an idea of what the book is about. So if we want to know what the Qur'an is telling us, we have to know Surah Al-Fatiha. It's the opening. It gives you a glimpse. It gives you insight as to what the Qur'an is about. The second name of Surah Al-Fatiha is Sab'al Mathani, which means the seven frequently or oft repeated. If you don't get the Arabic, don't worry. Just write the English. Okay? The seven oft repeated ones. Meaning, those seven verses which are recited, how? Again, and again, and again. So basically, when you wake up in the morning, you pray salah. First rakah, what do you recite in it? Surah Al-Fatiha. Second rakah, again what do you recite in it? Surah Al-Fatiha. After fajr, some time goes by. Zuhur, what do you do in Zuhur? Again, Surah Al-Fatiha. How many times? Four times at least, minimum. So it's as if, each time you complete the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha, what do you do? What do you do? You start reciting it again. Now, you know for example, you ask people, have you read the Qur'an? Yes, I've read it. When did you complete reciting it? When I was 10 years old. Since then, have you read it again? Um, sort of, kind of. It's like when they had their ameen. You know what ameen is? When people complete the recitation of the Qur'an, then what happens? It's as if they're not going to recite it again. Sadly, that's what happens. But out of the Qur'an, what is that surah which they will definitely recite? Which one? Surah Al-Fatiha. And not just you will recite Surah Al-Fatiha in your life over and over. But you know what? People all over the world recite Surah Al-Fatiha again and again. It's the most frequently recited verses or lines that exist. 
There is nothing that is read, that is recited, as much as Surah Al-Fatiha is recited. You know, for instance, you find out about certain posts, or certain books, or certain documents, that they have been read this many million times. You know, for example, you find out about a, a YouTube video that in one day, it got like 5 million views. There are videos like that, right? In one day, in two days, how many views? Millions. You think that's fascinating? What is more fascinating is the fact that Surah Al-Fatiha is recited even more than that in just one hour. Think about any place in the world, any continent, any country, any city, any Muslim population where Muslims are praying, what are they all reciting? What are they reciting? Surah Al-Fatiha. So it is the most frequently recited surah or chapter or text ever. The third and fourth name of Surah Al-Fatiha, the third and fourth, I will do them together because they're similar in meaning. They are Ummul Qur'an or Ummul Kitab. So the third is Ummul Qur'an and the fourth is Ummul Kitab. Very good. Um, what does um mean? Mother. So the mother of Al-Qur'an or the book, the book as in the Qur'an. So now, the question is why mother? You see, mother is what? In Arabic, the mother of something is not just the biological mother. Alright? The mother of something is also the origin of something. So the origin of something, the basis of something. So the origin of something. Now, Surah Al-Fatiha is the mother of the book. Why? Because it comprises all of the meanings of the Qur'an. It's like the origin. And the origin is what? You know, for example, a seed. What does a seed contain? All the information about it plant. Doesn't it? A cell. What does that contain about you? All of your information. So, Surah Al-Fatiha is Ummul Quran or Ummul Kitab because it comprises all of the meanings of the Quran. And you know what? It also contains the primary names of Allah. The most important names of Allah. Surah Al-Fatiha is also described as Alhamd or Al-Shifa, the praise or the cure. And there's many other descriptions, but these are the four primary names of Surah Al-Fatiha. Whenever we look at a surah of the Qur'an, we always look at when it was revealed. Because it's important to know the context in which the surah was revealed upon the Prophet ﷺ, so that we know what were the circumstances at that time in order to understand the message correctly. So, Surah Al-Fatiha is one of the first five revelations. What was the first revelation? What was the first revelation? Yes? Pardon? Surah Alaq, how does it begin? Yes? Iqra' bismi rabbika alladhi khalaq. That was the first one. So by the fifth revelation, Surah Al-Fatiha was revealed. Some say it's actually the fifth one, and some say before that. But regardless, 
it is one of the earliest, earliest surahs to be revealed. And it's the first surah that was revealed in its entirety. Now, what are the merits of Surah Al-Fatiha? How important is it? I mean, you wonder sometimes, I don't know if you wonder, but I used to wonder, why do we have to recite it in every rakah? You know what I mean? Like, if we recited it once in our prayer, wouldn't that be sufficient? Why every single rakah? What is so important about Surah Al-Fatiha that we have to read it in every single rakah? You know why? Surah Al-Fatiha is described as a light. Light. Have you ever been somewhere where it's completely dark? Has it ever happened that you go into the basement and you can't find the light switch? Or maybe you get up in the night and it's dark. There's no night light. Do you feel scared in the dark? I'm an adult. I have two kids. I'm married. Alhamdulillah. But still in the dark, sometimes I get a little scared. You know why? Because you don't know what's in front of you. You don't know what could be crawling on your bed. Right? You don't know what could be right there in front of you or on your side that could harm you. It could be there, but you don't see it because it's dark. So darkness is not just frightening, it's actually dangerous. Surah Al-Fatiha is described as a light. What does it mean? That if we want to figure out where to go, what to avoid, if we want to take the right steps in our life, no matter what we're doing, what do we need over there? Light. We need Surah Al-Fatiha. You know, for example, if you're going somewhere in the dark, I remember once we were in a mountainous area. This is in Pakistan. I don't know if you've heard of Mari. It's somewhere in the mountains. And there isn't, at least at that time, there wasn't much electricity. So we had to get somewhere. We parked our car and we had to go through a pathway, through the forest, basically. And it was pitch dark. Pitch dark. And you know what? We didn't have iPhones at that time. We didn't have mobile phones at that time so that you just turn the flashlight on and you know where you're going. No. And we didn't have a flashlight. So some random person found us and he gave us a candle. Really, a candle. And we were walking with the candle in our hand. The point is that when you're in darkness, you need light. In our lives, do we sometimes fall in darkness? What is darkness? Not knowing what to do. What do I do? Should I study this? Should I not study this? Should I say this? Should I not say this? Should I go here? Should I not go here? Right? Sometimes darkness is also sadness. Where we have so many blessings. So many things in our lives. But still, inside our hearts we're unhappy. So, what do we need? Light. Once the Prophet ﷺ was sitting and the angel Jibreel came to him and informed him that here 
are two lights that are being given to you. Nurain, two lights that are being given to you. And what are those two lights? Surah Al-Fatiha and the other one, last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And he said that you will not recite a letter from them except that you will be given reward. Meaning for every letter that you recite of the surah, you'll get benefit. It's a light. Secondly, Surah Al-Fatiha is also a unique surah. Unique surah in the sense that there is nothing like it. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah has not revealed in the Torah. What is the Torah? What is the Torah? Yes? The book that Musa ﷺ was given. He said that Allah has not revealed in the Torah nor in the Injil. What is the Injil? The book that Isa ﷺ was given. Neither in the Torah nor in the Injil. Any surah like Surah Al-Fatiha. There is nothing like it. No surah similar to it. It is unique, one of its kind. This is Surah Al-Fatiha. Thirdly, Surah Al-Fatiha is also the best part of the Qur'an. What is it? Which part of the Qur'an? The best part of the Qur'an. Once a man came to the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ said to him, that shall I not tell you about the best part of the Qur'an? And the man said, of course. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. This is the best part of the Qur'an. At another occasion we learned that one of the companions was in the masjid. And the Prophet ﷺ said to him, that I will teach you the surah which is a'lamu suwari fil Qur'an. A'lamu suwar. What does a'lam mean? Greatest. The greatest chapter of the Qur'an. So what happened? And he said, I will tell you about that surah before you leave the masjid. Or before I leave the masjid. And what happened? The Prophet ﷺ was about to leave and the man came running to him. You were supposed to tell me the greatest surah of the Qur'an. And the Prophet ﷺ recited which surah? Which one? Surah Al-Fatiha. Fourthly, Surah Al-Fatiha is also a cure. Cure, a healing. Healing for what? Healing for what? For some kind of sickness. What kind of sickness? It could be, or illness, it could be sadness. It could even be physical, you know that? You know, once, the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, they were traveling. They were going somewhere, and they wanted to stop, rest for some time, and they found, uh, you know, a population, and they wanted to stay there. But those people didn't really take them in as guests. They said, oh, you're not welcome. We're not taking care of you. We're not giving you any food. So what happened, those companions, I mean, they needed to camp somewhere, so they camped nearby. And while they were there, after some time, a girl came running. She came running and she asked, is there any doctor among you? And they asked, what's the matter? And she said that our leader, our chief, has been bitten by a venomous creature. So what happened? One of the companions, he said, sure, I'll go. 
And the rest of the Sahaba are like, we had no idea that he was a doctor. So what happened, this companion, he went, and what he started doing is that he started reciting Suratul Fatiha. On that man who's in so much pain, what did he do? He recited Suratul Fatiha. And what happened? The man, he was perfectly fine. His pain went away. He didn't die. So he was so pleased with these companions that he actually gave them so many sheep as gifts. Now what happened? The sahaba, the companions, they were like, uh, this is okay, can we take this as a gift? So they went to the Prophet ﷺ to ask him. And he said, how did you know that you could do this with Surah Al-Fatiha? And he said, that's okay, you can take this gift and it's perfectly fine. What you did was right. So what do we learn? Surah Al-Fatiha is also a? Is also a? Cure. Fifth point, fifth and last point is that Surah Al-Fatiha is also a prayer. What is it? It is a prayer. Because our prayer is not complete without the Surah. Right? So this means it's an essential part of our prayer. In fact, we learn that the Surah is called As-Salah even. In a hadith we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Qasamtu salah that I have divided the salah bayni wa bayna abdi between me and my servant. And the hadith talks about Surah Al-Fatiha. So it's also a prayer. And as we will read the surah, you will see what prayer is it that we are making in the surah. So quick recap. What are the four names of Surah Al-Fatiha? Raise your hand. Four names of Surah Al-Fatiha. And if you have not completed your notes, if you have only three, this is the time when you catch up. Alright? Four names. The opening. Secondly, the seven oft-repeated ones. Thirdly, Ummul Qur'an. And fourthly, Ummul Kitab. Excellent. Barakallahu feekum. Now the first two names, the opening and the oft-repeated ones. Did anyone catch the Arabic for the opening? What is it, everybody? Al-Fatiha. Good. And the second name, yes? Sab'ul Mathani. Sab'u. What does Sab'u mean? Seven. And Mathani, frequently repeated. Excellent, mashallah. Okay. Give me five merits of the surah. Five merits of the surah. Go ahead. Okay, it is light. Secondly, it is unique. Thirdly, it is the best part of the Quran. Fourth, it's a cure. And fifth, it's a prayer. Got it? Okay, alhamdulillah. 